you have an opportunity to like catapult above everyone else in your organization if this is handled well. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. It's Amanda from Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been at my role for almost two years and tend to work on short-term special projects. However, there's a project that my manager approached me about that's apparently a bigger project the CFO wants to take on. It sounds like it's a lot bigger than the other special projects I've done. They usually only take a few weeks or maybe a couple of months. My manager said I would be, quote, dotted line reporting to the CFO. I don't know what that means. Can you help me out? This is amazing. I see only dollar signs. That's all. <laughs> I see high vis visibility, high growth, <laughs> high impact. Sorry, yeah, exactly. High vis. That's what you say. <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, I, this is incredible. There is some trepidation in your voice, which is founded, and we're going to get into defining dotted line relationships. Yeah, and what they should look like and what they super shouldn't look like, and how to navigate them. But generally speaking, this is huge like you obviously are doing a great job yes and like you're getting noticed and like this means that you have an opportunity to like catapult above everyone else in your organization if this is handled well I'm going to give you what this ideally looks like and, and I will give you all the red flags because <laughs> yeah. that's how I run my life actually yeah. but like we we wanted to like make sure that you know Amanda like this is totally normal, especially for ambitious women. Yeah. Like we're the people who like like to get in and get shit done and that gets noticed. And so the fact that you're getting picked for this is a huge green flag. Amanda, I have found myself in this exact same position before and it feels really, really good. And also there's like, wait, what? What am I doing exactly? Like, what does dotted line actually mean? I'm always like, wait, two people get to tell me what to do now? How is that okay? Mm. <laughs> mm, there's always like a... Something about serving two masters. Just a red like, flag somewhere yeah, exactly. in the ether. Yeah. And we're, yeah, that you're not wrong about that, Vanessa. Obviously, like, <laughs> you've done it. I've done it. It, it can be really kind of dangerous. It can be kind of like... It's like a dangerous and we like it. But yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> exciting though. <laughs> um, so, so let's just start with some definitions for sure. anyone for whom this idea is new. Dotted line is always in contrast with a solid line. So your solid Thank line. You design. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Is there a drop shadow, <laughs> a stroke? I, I please, I'm going to embarrass myself. If I it's keep like talking. four pike is wide. <laughs> exactly. Um, so your solid line is your direct manager. That's the person who is ultimately responsible for your growth within the company, your raises, your promotions, PTO approval. Exactly. Your dotted line is an indirect manager, and that means that they inform but are not ultimately responsible for those same items. They can provide feedback on your performance, but they don't decide whether or not that checkbox says, like, eligible for raise, right? Which is a little bit golden handcuffs, because I've, at least in my experience, I've always, like, spent more time with my dotted line manager, and my direct line manager sometimes doesn't know what mm. I'm doing, and so they're the person who has to do my performance review, and they don't know sometimes up to 50 to 60% of what I've been doing in my job. Crazy. So like the red flags will come later. <laughs> We're going to tell you how to handle this. That's some teaser content there. Yeah. yeah. That's what that is. But um, 
one way to think about this is that your direct manager has the last say on hiring and firing you. Yes. Period. Which means they can fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Apparently. More teaser content of the red um, flags in my right. life. But the dotted line does give you projects. So it's like, it's tricky. And there's going to be a lot of these yeah buts and yeah ands mm-hmm. and and buts. Like, I don't know. Most of when we started looking at this episode, it really was just like a list of every single solid and dotted line relationship that like Holland and I had ever been in. And it was a list. And there was like, <laughs> like the, all these pairs of yeah. people. <laughs> That's how we started. We're like, oh, this has happened to us a lot because we're these ambitious, get shit done kind of women. Exactly. Right? So yeah, the only answer after that was, there's nuance. Yeah. That's the episode. It depends. So, yeah. <laughs> um, usually your dotted line manager is going to be higher in the org. That's typically how it is. That means that they don't have time for the bullshit no. of the monotony of the day-to-day of the managing they somebody. They probably haven't onboarded a new employee in decades. Oh my God. And they just like have this thing that they care about a lot and they want to see it done. And they've been told that you are the one who gets shit done. And so like, great. She's coming to my office and we're talking about this. Like mm-hmm. they don't want any red tape, any bullshit in between you and them. They just want to get it done. Yeah. That's this, how this is working. Yeah. And this typically ends up being like special projects. Yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. Capital S, capital P. I could have seen this dotted line relationship coming for you, Amanda, from a mile away with all these little special projects you keep yes, being sent out on. So totally. uh-huh, congratulations. Welcome. So I've been in a, a number of these situations. The gold star of these situations. Yeah. I've had from a, your life. Exactly. So I was really lucky in this regard. I had a direct manager who was a director. And then I had an indirect manager, a dotted line manager, who was a SVP. Great. The way we got into this was that the SVP had seen some of my work and also respects my manager and said, who can I have do this project? So my manager said, Holland's the woman for the job. Right? Yeah. What he needed <laughs> was... A single point of contact for a project that spanned eight departments, not including his. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so nine. So nine. <laughs> um, we're talking. Let me see if I can. I listed these for Vanessa earlier. I'm going to see if I can <laughs> remember my, like, them all. my jaw hit the floor. I was like, <laughs> yeah. how? So we had finance, legal, website experience, plus web backend. Mm-hmm. Then we had brand management, customer experience. Okay. Or like client experience. Sure. Ugh, that's only six. There are definitely two more. Allocation and planning. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we had supply chain was yes. involved. And then we had external vendors. That's like a ton. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, he wanted a guy. Like, you know, the gender neutral guy. He wanted a person. This is my guy to get me answers on this. Mm-hmm. Rather than him chasing down these, like, eight, nine, ten. They probably multiplied. Like, oh, Hydra. Like, totally. And the chain. more people that found out about this, the more people had questions. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and the more I became the point. Like, I... Was the point where the more people I had to be point person to on this project. <laughs> There's a lot of P's in that sense. But yeah, like that's exactly what this VP is looking for. Like one person he knows to trust to just handle all the shit. So he can like have a meeting with you regularly and say, what's up? It was really the ideal situation because these two people knew and trusted each other, had visibility into what I was doing for each party and had communicated in advance about what was going to be happening. Right. Like they were very clear on like what you were doing from the VP, the Mm -hmm. SVP versus what you're doing for your manager. What was also great was that this project like had a finite end point, Mm -hmm. which was also great. It It was a huge project, but it did have an end point. That's what we're kind of using as the ideal standard. We're going to get to what happens when that fails and what you can do about it after the break. This episode is proudly brought to you by Vanessa's side hustle. One of many. <laughs> One turns of several. Out. Yeah. 
Hacking social. We're convinced social media is not as complicated as your social media manager would like you to believe. We deliver a marketing strategy that's tailor-made for your business, customized for your industry, and easy to execute so you can reach your ideal client who's ready to spend money with you. That's exactly right. And I'd like to mention that all of Hacking Social's clients are ambitious, goal-oriented, women who are ready to crush it. Exactly. Part of the reason I started Hacking Social is because I realized there's a whole bunch of women just like us who either are starting something or have something going to really successful at it, but they're like too small for the Brads and Chads and the MBAs of the world to fuck with. Mm. And, and that's unfair to me. Everyone needs this information, like how to run solid, successful, organic social, paid social, whatever, whatever it is. Do you need to be on all the channels? No, you need to be on the channels where your people are. And that's why I started that. What I personally love about hacking social is that Vanessa gives you options. She can do everything for you start to finish or she can give you the pieces you can do yourself or she can find people to do it for you. Like she's got a whole network of people who work for like with her that allow you access to whatever level of support you need for your business. The strategic mind is all Vanessa, but you know, the execution can, can be negotiated, which is really nice. So yeah, if you need to talk through some social, I'm a huge proponent of contributing to every conversation I'm in. So everyone and their mother, turns out, gets an hour free discovery call. You can schedule that at hacking.social. Yes, that's our real website. You do not need a .com, a .net, a .org, nothing. Hacking.social. And I'm looking forward to talking to you. Amanda, here we are. You're looking at this dotted line relationship and you're looking at your your direct manager relationship. The number one thing you need to remember through all of this is that the people you're reporting to have different agendas and they're often at odds with each other. You might have to write it on your mirror and say it every morning 10 <laughs> times before you come to work. A new mantra. Yeah. Breathe in, breathe out, whatever it takes. And this is why you need to be very, 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 I'm going to say it again, very clear on exactly what your job is. This is why Holland's position between the SVP and her, her director was so like what I consider the gold star, golden standard on this is because they had a very specific project that had a very specific start and an end. Like you, you were closing business units down and you had to run a bunch of checklists with all these different, all these different divisions. Yeah. And like, if you can manage communications on that scale, cross departments with outside vendors, that gives you a leg up on like, oh my God, now she can be a director. Because your direct line manager and your indirect manager weren't at odds with each other, they were aligned, that was amazing for your career. And you did a lot of great things because of that. If they're ever not aligned, if they're ever at odds with each other, this is where you start getting really fucking sideways. The position I was in was I had a direct manager and an indirect manager who their agendas were often at odds with each other. And I used to joke openly. It was kind of like this open joke between the three of us that I had divorced parents and they weren't co-parenting well. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like not ah. in a good way. Right. Exactly. So what I wanted was to be reporting directly to one of these two people. The one I wanted was unfortunately my dotted line manager. The one I didn't know I didn't want until it was too late <laughs> was my direct line manager. We had a personality conflict mm. and it just wasn't the job I wanted to be doing. Yeah. What I wanted to be doing ongoing that would like further my career was actually moving over to be totally within the vertical direct line to my dotted line manager. And they were just to be very honest with them and heaven help if they both listen to this. They both had massive egos. <laughs> it was just one of those things where like they both had the same objective but how one of them wanted to do it was totally opposite than how the other one wanted to approach it. And it turned out that like I was always caught in the middle because I would be doing what one wanted to do. And that was 
in direct antithesis to what the other one wanted me to do. Uh. And so like, I, I literally couldn't please anyone, but I had to like navigate this. Like, okay, one had the ability to fire me and the other one had the ability to grow me. So I had to keep one happy enough and also try to progress with the other one so that I could prove to him that I was like ready to take on a full-time direct line position on his team. I don't know how I survived, to be honest with you. It was such a go for a while, for a minute there. Shit show is what it is. So my takeaway from that to you, Amanda, is like, be very clear. In fact, like what we end up coming down to was a document that had bullet by bullet every single task that I would ever undertake every day. And it was coded into like, okay, 40% are the following 10 bullets. You're reporting to your direct manager. The next 10% is three bullets and you're reporting to your direct manager. The next 20% are these six bullets and you're reporting to your data line manager. And that, that last 30% is another 10 bullets that you're reporting to your data line manager. It was heinous for us to try to get to that document, but that became our Bible. Mm. And if there was ever anything that was not represented in those 10 bullets, and I had it hanging on my cubicle wall, when either one of them asked me to do something that was not in those 10 bullets, my first question was always, what would you like me to deprioritize within your section in order to get this done? Because I cannot even squish this 1% one way or the other. Heinous. I'm like so jealous of that document though, because I've been in a situation where there was no clarity and I had no concept of needing, like I it was absolute chaos all around (laughs) this is my first job it was so cute but what I realized later was like one approved my work and one told me which work to do so I had a project manager situation and then like a manager situation oh god and I didn't like understand the difference between those two and so I went to the project manager for an approval Uh I didn't realize she wasn't checking for content she was only checking for like is it done or is it not done? Pass fail. Yeah. yeah, pass fail. Exactly. So I kept going on the project thinking that I had like the next generation of like <laughs> creative. Uh-huh. And then I show it to like my actual manager. She's like, it's done, but it's not right. Oh no. It was so sad. And I also didn't have the skills to like communicate like what sure. had gone wrong and nobody, like it was very, very mushy organizationally. Um, yeah. And it got, got clearer over time, but I felt like I felt it was my fault, yeah. you know? And, and was it? No, I don't know. But like not having that clarity can feel so, so debilitating when you're in any type of dotted line relationship. Yes, exactly. Like, so Amanda, before you say yes to this, just get everyone in a room and y'all hammer it out. In fact, like put your divorced parents in a room and let them (laughs) hammer it out and you leave and then come back and like, okay, are we all in agreement? This is what I'm doing. Fantastic. Amanda, before we let you go, Holland's basically going to wrap this all in a bow. We've told you lots of stories. Some of them horror stories. Some of them are gold standard stories. But like, we're about to systemize the fuck out of this. I'm very excited for you. Top five things to do (laughs) when you're in a dotted line reporting relationship. Somebody now works for BuzzFeed. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. I got the hype. (laughs) I love you. Um, So first thing, get it in writing. Cannot stress this enough. We need it on paper. If they don't do that for you, do it yourself. And get approvals on it. Mm-hmm. It might go through a couple revisions. No problem. They need something to sign. Exactly. And I was going to say, go old school. Get a piece of paper printed. Have them sign it. File it away. Give them both copies. Like, no, y'all. This is our operating agreement. Send it to their bosses and be like, this is Ooh, what the fuck's happening. Like if you have that kind of clout. I had that kind of clout, which was fun. Number two, assess egos. The thing that you have to realize in these dotted and direct line relationships is often one person is going to be, we've talked about this, one person's going to be a higher title. The bigger ego may be the person with the smaller title. And what they're going to see is they're going to see you jump for the higher title. And they expect the same level of jump when they ask you to do something too. 
Like when an SVP, when a CMO, when somebody walks in and says like, Vanessa, I need you in my office now. You literally stop everything and you go do that thing for them. I don't care if it's like scraping gum on the floor. You do it. But your direct line manager who's just a manager or just a director or just a VP even, if you don't give them the same level of like hoptuitiveness, they will get their panties in a bunch and <laughs> they will make your life a living hell. Like it's very cool and fun that you could report to a C-suite or an SVP or somebody like that. But remember, who has the ability to hire and fire you is that direct line manager. And they might just be, you know, junior level manager one. <laughs> and you're a junior level manager 0.5. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Remember who you really report to. Exactly. And understand that you need to hop to it for both. Yes. And Holland has said this multiple times to me today. Like try to figure out what each of them cares about the most mm. and do that first. It might be the bullshit stuff, especially for your direct line manager. Get it done Monday morning before they ask for it and just like put a bow on it. You know what I mean? Like sign it in glitter gel. Make it special. Make it a thing. Make sure that they know you're paying attention to them in the same way you would pay attention to a C-suite or whatever, right? Exactly. The next thing in like handling a dotted line relationship well, I have said this before in this episode and multiple episodes in the past, and I'll say it again. Get really good at saying, what would you like me to deprioritize in order to get this done? That is my favorite question. You are allowed to steal it word for word. (laughs) Again, write it on your mirror. You cannot afford to like even move around your priorities a little bit in this situation because it's, it's treacherous on either side. Part of this is remembering that you're doing two people's jobs. We have an episode about this. It's the Elasticity Clause episode. It's episode 18, and that's the one that's going to tell you how to handle this kind of like fluid dynamic and doing your job, other people's jobs, like which Mm -hmm. job you're actually doing. In conjunction with that, Holland, is definitely remembering this should not be a long-term solution. This should be reserved for special projects, even if a special project takes a year or two. Like the reason reason they're restructuring you, Amanda, is because... This is a special project that's not just going to be a week or two shipped out to somebody else's department. It's really going to be maybe a year or two or three, but everyone going into it needs to understand it's not a long-term solution. There's an end date. And that long-term solution may be that we hire someone else. Or that you transfer to their department. And work for them. For real. Mm -hmm. One way or the other, you need to have an exit strategy and make sure that everyone knows it. Right up there with your job description and the aligning of tasks to reporting manager is... Okay, when does this end? What are our milestones? Are there any options for us to out or discuss scope? Is there scope creep? Like all of these things, right? But that happens in your statuses, which you'll be having with both of them every week. Yeah, and that's the last note is like you need to have a weekly status with your managers, direct and indirect, solid and dotted, every single week without fail. You don't have to have your statuses on the same day. In fact, I would submit you should not have them on the same day. You need to assess each of your managers, your direct and your dotted, and and see who needs what when. Right. And it's also a little bit of an ego assessment, like who needs to have access to you first. So one of my managers needed to have my status Monday morning. Like he needed to know exactly what I was going to do the whole rest of the week and how I put him first all week. Fine. The other one, the most important thing to her was that we delivered this content calendar on Thursday afternoons to the C-suite to take with them on the jet on Friday. That's pretty much how it happened. (laughs) Right. So like that was the thing that impacted her the most. So I made sure my status with her was two o'clock Thursday afternoon. And the first thing I delivered that status was that deliverable. Hey, I finished this for you. Everything else was golden after that. I can ask her for the moon. And she'd be like, absolutely. Just do the thing. Just don't bother me. Because I delivered that first. Right. So like at the right time during the week. Exactly. So they don't have to happen both on the same day. They don't have to happen right after another. Just assess the egos, see who needs what, figure out what their week looks like, and then schedule accordingly. 
Amanda, as we've mentioned, I we can't we can't say this no, enough. We can't. This is a huge green flag for your career, yes. for your growth, for your visibility, for your status within this company. Clout. It's going to be able to like put your name into rooms you're not in, allow you to maybe move into the direct vertical of this higher level title, whatever it is. So like you might be able to jump over wherever you're at. You're pro- you're probably a manager, senior manager. You might be able to like just catapult over director into a VP. So as you're navigating this, remember to go in with a plan, know what you want and make it work for you. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. The next 20% of your time are these six bullets and you're reporting to your data lane manager. The next, hang on, I can't do math. I think we had 40, 30, 10, 40, 30, 10. I have 70, 40, 80. 10, 20, 20. So you're at 70. So I have 30% left. Okay, great. So that last 30% is another 10 bullets that you're reporting to your data line manager.